sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. Second hour of the program. Thanks for tuning into The Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, your total sports station in mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. It's Andy and Brendan here. No producer Chris today, but we're talking some NFL coaching carousel in just a little bit. Very strong possibility that Jim Harbaugh could be the next head coach of the L.A. Chargers. How does that affect the Chiefs? Does it shake things up a bit in the AFC West? We'll talk about that in a few minutes. And speaking of those Chiefs, dealing with some injuries this week in practice. How concerning is it? We'll talk about that as they get set for the Ravens this weekend. 875-KTGR if you want to chime in on any of that. But before we do any of that, it's 5 o'clock. It's time for the Top 5 at 5 on the Big Show. Number one. If you want to trade away for curtain number one, you can have curtain one. Just an ugly display by Mizzou basketball in College Station last night. They lose 63-57. You might say, ah, pretty close loss. Yeah, but that's kind of been the nature of the way Mizzou has started 0-6 in SEC play. They play decently. They keep with their opponents, but they can never find a way to close the deal. Is the program as bad as it was during the Kim Anderson years? No, but this season does have a chance to look similar in terms of record to some of those seasons. Uh, it doesn't make you a chicken little to say that, but it would be a little bit crazy to extend that commentary to suggest that Gates is like Anderson and it's going to be going in the same direction. I won't back you up on that one, but it is okay to be frustrated by what we're seeing right now, game after game. Number two. Number two. Your timing is impeccable. Well, it really seems like the Jim Harbaugh sweepstakes are in full swing. He's out in Los Angeles. It seems like the Chargers uh, are, are leading in this regard. He's pushing back other potential interviews. Maybe the Chargers close the deal. What would his hire do to shake up the AFC West, though? That's kind of what I'm wondering. The Chiefs have been very dominant in the division for a long, long time. Would Jim Harbaugh entering the picture potentially change that? We'll talk about it in just a few minutes. Number three. To me, the Falcons are another interesting team in this coaching carousel mix. Like a week or so ago, it seemed like, or at least it felt like, Bill Belichick would be their guy after having multiple interviews. Now we're those things and reporting on how much they're enjoying the process with the Texans offensive coordinator. Is Belichick going to have a landing spot if he wants one? Like, he still will get a spot, won't he? It would be crazy to me if the NFL just says, eh, thanks but no thanks, Bill Belichick. Number four. Oh, it. So for the 49ers, no Debo Samuel in practice Wednesday. His status uncertain for Sunday against the Lions. For the Chiefs, I think the big one is Joe Tooney, unlikely to play against the Ravens in Baltimore, according to Adam Schefter. Uh, Tooney would like to be able to play, but with the torn pectoral muscle, it may be a long shot. Nick Allegretti replaced Tooney after he was injured last week over the Bills. Uh, that's one that I just, uh, you'd like to have him, but it doesn't seem like the Chiefs will. Number five. What is the first reported by CNN, apparently Doc Rivers now is officially the man to take over as the head coach of the Bucks after Adrian Griffin was fired in Milwaukee. Uh, Andy thinks it's a great hire, but, you know, taking over a 30 and 13 team has got to feel like being born on third base and thinking you hit a triple. That's the Big Show's top five at five on KTGR. 
Eight seven five KTGR. If you want to, you love it. Text it. No, Doc Rivers. You're all. Did no. I get that wrong? <laughs> yeah, you did. Should I not have said that? <laughs> no, you were you were a bit skeptical yesterday, weren't uh, you? Yes. As we discussed Which, the possibility look, I, there. I understand a little bit more now why Adrian Griffin probably had to go. If you lose the locker room, there's there's not a whole lot you can save, and the Bucks do have to maximize their championship window as much as possible. So. If that's your move, you'll take some PR hit for it for saying, well, you hired this guy in the offseason. You thought he was the guy. Now you're changing course. Yeah, but Doc Rivers? Really? I mean, I guess who else is available that could take on a situation like this right away? But if you're talking about getting ready for a playoff run and trying to maximize your potential there. Right. Doc Rivers, really? <laughs> yeah, his whole thing is yeah. kind of early exits, right, right in the exactly. playoffs. So. <laughs> Who? I actually saw this question. I believe it was somewhere on ESPN Radio. I I don't know. I can't. I wish I could give credit to whoever put this out there, but it was a great question. Who is getting more? Who is buying more on their goodwill from one championship in their coaching career? Doc Rivers or Mike McCarthy? Oh, isn't that tough? I don't know the answer yeah. to that. I mean, it's probably, you could probably say, you, I would say Doc Rivers, actually, simply because of the number of different places that have given him that chance, right? It was for McCarthy, Green Bay, and then Dallas, but that's like an isolated thing where Jerry Jones has the ego and doesn't want to fire the guy. But Doc Rivers has bounced around. He was with the Clippers for a while. Um, and, and then, what, Philadelphia, now he's getting this next opportunity he, he's, his teams are always in the playoffs, but yeah, it just it's just like he hasn't even gotten to the NBA Finals since yeah. the win. Is that right? I'm like, pretty sure that's uh, right. Yeah, couple years after, I'm looking it up now on his on his uh, coaching resume. He won it all with Boston in 07-08. Two years later, he got back to the finals. Was in the playoffs every year, but one since then as a head coach, but has not even been back to the NBA Finals once since that like 2010 yeah that's that's wild well and there were even very few appearances in the conference finals in there one of the big knocks about his clippers teams were like oh conference semis that's the end of the season for them it's every you're right looking at it it was basically the same exact thing happened in philly when you had joel Embiid. so now it's like okay you have Giannis. that's why i made the comment (laughs) yeah it's like i that's why i made the comment of being born on third base and feeling like you hit a triple. That's got to be the, yeah. that's like the Doc Rivers MO because everywhere he goes, the roster is ready to ascend. Will he get it right this time? We'll see. Yeah. He, he almost better. They were talking, uh, I believe it was either Chris Canty or, or maybe Stephen A saying, if he doesn't get this right, then how does he get another head coaching gig ever? Well, no, it, we probably said that in his last few jobs, though. I think he'll get another one, even if he doesn't get You're this right, right, Andy. Yeah. He hasn't even been to the conference finals since 2012. Right. <laughs> and he's coached like... a dozen times since then. I mean, that's insane. For the teams that he's had, right? Because he's always been in the mix with yeah. those teams. stars Just everywhere. Can't get over the hump. It's crazy. But good luck, Bucks. It's certainly a choice. It yeah. really is a choice to it, go this it's route. It's quite a choice. 875-KTGR, call or text us. Speaking of Mike McCarthy... Well, his his spot is not being taken by somebody else. Uh, Cowboys are sticking with him. But as far as the other head coaching vacancies, 
Jim Harbaugh looking more and more likely that he'll be the Chargers' next head coach. Now, it's I don't know how close it is. Yesterday, the reports were hot and heavy like it was close. Yeah, it's... it's almost hard to do this maybe a little bit when you don't have – they don't have their GM yet, right? Like, they're still looking for a GM there, too. So I guess so. It, it's kind of – maybe there's a hang-up there of, like, who – okay, who are you bringing in as GM? Are they going to work with Harbaugh? Who, who does Harbaugh want to bring? Things of that nature. That might be what's getting ironed out, yeah, Right, honestly. yeah, it's that's what possible. they're trying to figure out. While this is all happening, I mean, I guess the Falcons are maybe still trying, but – Looking unlikely there. Michigan's really trying. Apparently, the report coming out that Michigan is trying to make him the highest paid coach in college football uh, to stay at Michigan. They're trying to give him like a reportedly a Bill Self contract where you keep getting like it's not going to work like a rolling six like a lifetime contract. Yeah, something like that. Um, Yeah, good luck. I mean, try your darndest, Michigan, for sure. I don't know if it'll be enough, but. If he does, in fact, take the Chargers' job, how big of an impact does that give the AFC West and how we view it and how it how it challenges the Chiefs at all, if anything, for how well they've done, for the run that they've had in that division, for how many times they've won it in a row? But does this, does this throw a wrench into all of that? I mean, it's been nice to get to kind of have a circus around you within the division for a number of years. Like, we had high hopes for Brandon Staley when he started out, but he quickly tanked that thing, and it's a, it's not a bad roster for the Chargers. So if you had a head coach in there that's got a pedigree, I think that that would make the Chargers more formidable, especially when you think about the quarterback is in place. We think Justin Herbert's good. They've got good offensive pieces. They've got some good defensive pieces. Like, I think that it, it would turn the Chargers from, like, consistent underachievers to then – oh, okay, they're now like a serious organization. Whether that means they can unseat the Chiefs, you know, would remain to be seen, but it would at least be like they're eligible to do so. Does that make sense? Like they have, it's not that I would predict it, but they would at least be for the first time eligible. Under previous regimes, you could make the case that they weren't even eligible to like get the name in that conversation in a serious way because of all the, the, the coaching antics and different things that held them back. Jim Harbaugh took on a pretty rough Niners team, right? As I recall, I don't think the Niners were really all that before he got there. And then he got him into the Super Bowl. So I I do believe in his ability to to turn things around in that sense. I wonder about the the the, the inside of it all. Like I, I think Jim Harbaugh is a great coach. He's gonna, he's going to get guys motivated to play. He's gonna get the best out of players. He's going to help the offense, and I think a way that it needed help this year. I think he can get good staff in there as well to, to get it on the right track. When do the relationships go sour? Because it seems to always happen with whoever the, whoever is the head coach of the Chargers and their owner. Like it just. That's what I Joel keep Spanos. going back to. Yeah, Dean Spanos. <laughs> Does it matter, though? Like, if Harbaugh gets, if you look back at his four-year run with the 49ers, you're right. The team that he took over was the the, the Mike Singletary coach team. They had gone 6-10 and 10 the prior year, and then 13-3, and 11-4-1 made the Super Bowl that year, 12-4, and 
Uh, so they make the conference finals three years in a row. And then it kind of, you know, peters out from there. But that's enough. I mean, that's enough to get, get a lot out of the prime Justin Herbert years. If you got three, four years to make a go at it before the assumption that, okay, like, it's just that the relationships are going to sour just because that's how it's always gone for Spanos. And it's like maybe that's the case, but that would be enough, Andy. And it wouldn't necessarily be one of those, if you look at Harbaugh's history, it wouldn't be one of those cases where you say it's going to take some time to build up to being competitive. No, I think you, healthy quarterback, healthy offensive pieces, um, you know, continue with the, the, the defense improving and, and build around the guys that you have there plop in some new faces that can kind of bring it together. He's done that before gone from six and 10 to 13 and three. And in the final four, that was his first year with San Francisco. So I, yeah, I think again, it would turn them into a serious organization for how long. I don't know. Yeah. I, I see your point there, but it would, I think it would immediately, you'd have to pay more attention to them than we have had to really pay attention to any adversary of the chiefs in the AFC West for a while. And if they get healthy on on the offensive side, that helps too. Because I mean, the Keenan Allen wasn't healthy all year. They lost Mike Williams early uh, for right. the whole season again. And, they're going to have to. They're going to have to try again. Yeah, maybe in the draft or free agency. Because I think Johnson Quentin Johnson they might have missed great first missed. year. Yeah, they missed I mean, on it's, him. it's hard to maybe see a whole lot of hope there. But if you get the right system in, then you can. You can maybe see something going forward, especially with a quarterback like Herbert. So right. give us They uh, have that answer. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that could go into it. Eight seven five KTGR if you want to call or text us. Does a Jim Harbaugh coached LA Chargers team scare you as a Chiefs fan in the AFC West? How big of a shakeup could that make it? Eight seven five KTGR, call or text us. Let's go to Old Jay here on the KTGR hotline. Old Jay, what's up? Well, first off, um, I'm hoping that tonight. The pigs make their picks. Um, right. I may or may not be giving away guinea pigs tomorrow. I don't know. It depends on how they vote. Um, okay. My goodness. Wow. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Stakes are raised. I'm, my goodness. When the, Lions, when the Lions make the finals, it ends up getting pretty serious over yeah. there. It does. I, I, I'm still trying to get over this, like them being good and stuff. But um, as far as Harbaugh, um, if I, if you look at what he's done with JJ, I'm sorry, but JJ McCarthy is not that good. I know everybody thought, oh, he's great. I'm like, no, he's, he's okay, but he wasn't that great. But Harbaugh knows how to get the best out of his quarterbacks. He did the same thing with Kaepernick. So if I'm a Chiefs fan between the Raiders new coach and if Harbaugh goes to to um i guess it's los angeles now isn't it um i would worry because my gosh those i think hardball might might uh do some things in in uh, los angeles and okay and the other thing too stop comparing gates with kim anderson just stop yes this year is bad but injuries haven't helped and the transfer guys Okay, so a couple of them didn't work out, but there's hope for the future. We've got a, a top, is it top five still recruiting class, top one, top two, depending on what yep. you go on. Mm-hmm. So tell me again, when did we ever have that kind of hope of the recruits with Kim Anderson? Uh, the answer is uh, never. Yeah, never. So 
stop comparing Gates to Anderson. Yes, it's a rough year, but you know what? We didn't expect our seven foot three guard or our transfer to not play as well as we wanted to and, and just have the injuries. So yes, it sucks. Yes, the record might look a lot like, but the atmosphere is so much different. So for it'll sure. be fine to do. It'll just be a rough year. Yeah, and appreciate the call, Jay here on the big show, KTGR. Yeah, it's a rough year. It, it's um, it's a miss. It's not a Kim Anderson miss, but a miss. They happen. You can't let them happen in a row. But the first one from Dennis Gates tells us a little bit of what the floor might be, hopefully. Yeah, and I, I mean, I will say, like, well, first he brings up the, the seven-foot-three transfer. It, has that played out the way you thought it would, Andy, or has it been less uh, a little bit underneath what I thought. You it's know? about exactly yeah. what I thought would happen. Because I said, I said, I just don't know stylistically if that's going to work. But I knew they wanted size, and so that was the approach that was taken. But I, I think I kind of pegged that one for what it was from the beginning. Um, but to be clear also, I don't think anybody w- with sanity is is saying straight up, oh, this is just like Kim Anderson. But I right. think if you want to invoke that, it's it's looking like it could end up being like one of his seasons. In terms of record, that's just a statement of fact. Uh, unless Mizzou should go on a bit of a run here and and win some more games, you're you're looking at the potential of a three and fifteen conference season. But I like the way that Andy phrased it. He said that's okay. It doesn't. The distinction between three conference wins or five or six for Andy is not going to make or break his view on this season. No. And if that's how you feel, that's fine. Um, I don't quite stand there. I say win six games, and I'll actually feel a lot better about the guys that are on the team now rather than, oh, it's just going to be a complete rebuild with a, a, a top-five recruiting class and a new transfer class. Um, if you win half your conference games remaining, that would be six of your last 12 to go 6-12. and 12. Then I'll say, all right, clearly something happened that there's something to build upon uh, already on the roster rather than just going into the offseason with another whole-scale rebuild, which they're going to have an advantage in that rebuild because, again, they've got a lot of talent coming in in terms of the recruiting class. Give us your thoughts on that and NFL coaching carousel stuff at 875-KTGR here on the big show. Let's go out to the KTGR hotline now. Hello, who's this? This is Seamus from Columbia. Seamus, what's up? You're on the big show. So I think the biggest thing with the Harbaugh coaching is whether the Spanos are going to pay him what he needs. Um, Historically, I've been told that the Spanos are kind of cheap. And you got to think with Harbaugh having an agent on this go-round, Plus, he now has national title conference championship to his resume, as well as that Super Bowl appearance and all of the stuff in San Francisco. Like, he's not going to be a cheap hire. But if he does go to the Chargers, as somebody looking at the team, it would be a little bit more of a scary situation if they can get that receiver core figured out. Because you're talking, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both old and probably cap casualties. Um, but you do have Justin Herbert, so it's kind of a mixed bag there. Um, but I wouldn't be too worried if I was a Chiefs fan. Yeah, I mean, there's been changes in the coaching staff for other teams before, and it hasn't uh, had that big of an impact. Appreciate the call. Seamus here on the big show, KTGR. I mean, the money does have to matter, uh, I think, for, for Jim Harbaugh. I believe he could make a lot more, maybe not a lot more, but definitely more in college, especially if they're going to make him the highest-paid college coach out there uh so there is that to weigh if you can leverage that into a higher salary uh in the nfl then you definitely do it that said i mean uh, 
with that in mind and the fact that you got to get a good staff in there to to overhaul things because it wasn't just Brandon Staley. Uh, he was bad, but uh, he didn't surround himself also with with talented people. So I, I think you got to overhaul that too. There are decisions. Is to the make. offensive coordinator staying like that? Was, that's a guy that I feel like yeah I, was in a in a good spot, but I don't know what's happening. Did Kellen Moore get another? gig or i don't i don't remember what I was think the deal he's still there, there. Uh, they probably make that decision after they he interviewed yeah yeah he interviewed for the head coaching job but that was probably just like uh yeah a courtesy almost i don't sure. know that he was being strongly considered but like i don't think he needs to go if harbaugh and him can have a good relationship i think kellen moore is good i just don't know uh, you know what what else, what other staff changes would be made i have no idea I think the Michigan thing is interesting, though, because I don't think there's anything they can do. Like, if he's made up his mind that now the challenge he needs for his life, you have all the money in the world. Like, money is going to be there regardless of where he lands. It's just going to be a ton of money with this option or a ton, ton of money with this option. He's getting paid, and he's going to be just fine. What's the challenge he wants? Is it to get that Lombardi trophy? You you can't replicate that if you're Michigan. There's nothing they're going to be able to mm-hmm. do. So and it may I'm, not be money-motivated is my thought. Sure, but the money's going to... They're going to use that to get a little more money, I think, out of the Chargers for sure. To, I think so, going, but I think but... he, I think he's got it in his mind that he wants to make the leap once sure, again. Sure. And I mean, the other thing is, you know, there you talked about cap casualties. Well, what then? What do they do with Austin Eckler? Do they keep him around? I mean, there's another question about that. I mean, what does that offense look like? What reinforcements do you have if you lose some guys? A lot of questions to answer, and I don't know if they get yeah. answered year one. Year two, could I don't be know something. if I agree. I think they could. I mean, they're they're going to need a turnover, but I think it could happen to the extent that if you have Harbaugh and you have Herbert, a, a lot else can be covered up or can be brought along and 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 made to to work more quickly than you otherwise might have seen. We'll see, uh, but it, it would be a very interesting thing in the AFC West if it does end up happening. If Jim Harbaugh is, in fact, the Chargers head coach next year, does that worry you as a Chiefs fan? 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. I believe Chiefs fans probably a little more worried about what the injury report reads today after practice as they get ready for the AFC Championship game. Looking like Joe Tooney might not be ready to go. How big of an impact will that make? We'll talk about that and much more next on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Will Jim Harbaugh make an impact in the AFC West if he is, in fact, the guy in Los Angeles for the Chargers? Talking about that, give us your thoughts on it. 875-KTGR here at 528 here on The Big Show with Andy and Brendan. And, uh, of course, the Chiefs still alive. That's that's next year's problem if, in fact, you know, the the Chargers do go with Jim Harbaugh, which could be very interesting. We'll see how that goes. But this week's problem is the health, potentially, for the Chiefs. A lot of guys uh, on the injury report uh, for, for Wednesday, I believe, uh, six players did not practice today in, in any capacity. Joe Tooney was among them, and that seems to be the one that we know maybe a little more about. Adam Schefter of ESPN reporting that Tooney is unlikely to go this Sunday at Baltimore came out of that game on Sunday against the Bills with a pectoral injury. And so looking like it might be Nick Allegretti for the left guard spot 
getting the start for Joe Tooney this weekend. Which, Brendan, I'm not overly worried about that. Joe Tooney's great. Don't get me wrong. He's he's an all-pro, um, and, and Chiefs need him there. Allegretti held his own for most of that game against the Bills, and the Chiefs still ran pretty well. They closed out the game with their with their rushing attack with that, and Allegretti was was a good part of it. So I I think there's experience there where you can maybe you can maybe live with it if you think that you can get Joe Tooney back for the Super Bowl. And we talked about that with Will Carroll, like you know that these teams are weighing options of like okay we know we need to win this week but if we don't let this guy go then he has more of a chance maybe with an extra week of preparation to be ready for the super bowl if we're there and it's it's a weird thing to think about like do you think you need him in order to get there or do you think we're good it's very interesting yeah it's kind of a gamble right on that kind of decision because the extra week does make a big difference in getting people healthy um I don't know. I, I just worry anytime you have to mess with the offensive line against a defense like Baltimore's, it, it scares me a little bit. But like we said, Allegretti was in there as as the backup that was forced into duty during the Bills game. They won the game. They got some experience in that game. It just it, it just makes me nervous anytime we talk about line shuffling. How does that look against an elite defense like Baltimore's? It's it's a lot to worry about. I will say that, you know, with the Chiefs getting Allegretti in the mix a few times, it's not the first time he's been thrown in there this year. He's got some uh, some snaps under his belt both this year and, and in years past. So we'll see what that looks like. Isaiah Pacheco didn't practice today. Toe injury, apparently. He says he's fine. I'm not worried about that. I'm not too worried about uh, Trey Smith either. He missed with an illness, so if, if he's... Not sick by Sunday. Get back in there, Trey. You'll be fine. Um, concussion protocol for Mike Edwards. So that's something to watch. And Derek Nadi also didn't practice. So uh, what I'm more worried about is maybe uh, defensively in that sense. If Edwards doesn't go, then you're a little thin at safety. If Nadi doesn't go, you're a little thin at defensive tackle. It's all about run stopping for this uh, Baltimore team. And, and look, they can kill you in, in a much, bunch of different ways. Lamar Jackson could could pull out the magic, but you almost he have could. to <laughs> you almost have to force that a little bit. You have to force Lamar Jackson to be his best self in that sense. And that starts with saying that look, if you're if you're handing it off, we gotta uh, we gotta neutralize that as much as possible. It's probably still gonna be three or four yards here and there, but you gotta limit the big runs from their backfield guys. I think that's probably a fair way to look at it. And it's so interesting because we talk about how Baltimore is so scary in the run game, but like the names of the running backs are never the, the issue. It's the system to me that can be so just grind you into dust with, and it almost doesn't matter who's back there. It almost works to the chiefs benefit that they don't have like some of the explosive guys that if they were healthy, I would be even more concerned about it. But you can't overlook this team because they're one of the best rush offense in the NFL by just putting a replaceable player back there and letting them tote the rock. Glad they don't have Keaton Mitchell. Wish Keaton Mitchell would have had an opportunity because it would have been great for his career. But like if you're a Chiefs fan, you don't have to think about an explosive guy like that or even a J.K. Dobbins. 
Um, but but don't overlook Gus Edwards. Don't overlook Justice Hill. I'll be curious to see how much Dalvin Cook gets involved, honestly, and whether he has any gas in the tank. He looked terrible with the Jets, Andy, but he was yeah. pretty good with the Vikings just one year ago. Just a, just a year ago, and given the right system, given the right offensive line, like he yeah. probably has more of a chance to, to operate there. Yeah, o- offensively is a bit of a worry, you know, for uh, at least when, when Baltimore has the ball. Full practice today, by the way, for, uh, for Mark Andrews. You're weighing whether or not you go with him, or do you make a... He's going to play. You think he's going to play? Yeah, he's got to play. So? Even if it's just like Will Carroll said, it's like a decoy. Why not? I think I think you've got you're putting it all out on the line, and again, it could just be in a decoy mode. Does he end up catching any significant passes? Maybe maybe you save him for the one late in the game, but otherwise, he's just kind of out there for show. But again, like it, he also talked about. Okay, so you're going to activate Mark Andrews, so you're getting whatever he can contribute to you. And if he if you're just talking about decoy catch here and there, is that contribution more valuable than what? the 53rd guy on the roster would give you, which, you know, sometimes you think, well, what could the 53rd guy Special do? teams. Special you teams, know. you know, it, those are momentum-type plays. I mean, you, you, sure. that's what the coaching staff has to evaluate more so than is Mark Andrews healthy. Because I think he's healthy. He practiced in full today. Or healthy well, enough there's to no wear, question. Right, yeah. Yeah, what's or, the problem? Right, or do you wait until, like, Super Bowl again? Like, it, you're weighing that, no. too. You're playing Patrick Mahomes this week. You can't count your chickens. If the guy's healthy, he's healthy. You get him out there. I don't even think it's a question. And, and if he's again, if he's healthy, practicing in full, why does he even need to be a decoy? Just let him go out there and be one of your best offensive weapons, which is what he is. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably shake off the rust. That'll happen in the first quarter. That'll happen the first time he gets hit. And then he's going to be Mark Andrews for you. Even if, it's, even if I knew he would be kind of a non-factor offensively, which I don't think you can predict, given if he's healthy, he should be a factor. But even if I knew, I, I could know going in, yeah, he's just not going to really be his full, ready-to-go mid-season form self, I still put him out there because I think it gives a boost to the rest of the team to know that you've got a team leader and one of your best weapons back out there on the field with you. I think that's a, there's a morale boost that comes with that, honestly. So I would, at this point, I'm like 90-10 that he plays. I would be shocked if he's Man. not back out there. I don't think you worry about, well, we could save him for the Super Bowl. He can play in that too. Like unless he suffers another unfortunate injury, he'll be he'll be there for that too. But you might not be as the Ravens if you don't put your best foot forward in this game. You're playing Patrick Mahomes, right? You're you're not going up against Baker Mayfield. You're not going up against any of these other guys who are human beings at the quarterback position. You're going against Patrick Mahomes, so you need all hands on deck if you're going to try to beat him. Eight seven five K T G R call or text us talking injuries before this AFC Championship game here. Yeah, if he's out there, I wonder how the Chiefs deal with that. Because, again, we also talked about you know injuries for the Chiefs defensively. I didn't mention Bully Gay Jr. He had a limited practice today, but there was a little bit of worry about him. It looks like he's trending towards playing, but if he's not 100%, that's maybe a guy that's called upon to cover the tight end most of the time. So, I mean, if Good you're point. matching up with him, you know, you and you've got him maybe a little bit hobbled from – his neck injury that he suffered this weekend, then there's a little bit more of a concern there. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether they whether they use both him and Likely in some sets. Like if they if they try to make that more a part of what they're doing, or do they? Does it even matter if it's if it's one or the other out there? Then I don't know how much of a drop off there is between him and Likely too. That's that's kind of what I'm wondering there because he's more valuable, I think, when they're both out there a little bit. 
Interesting. Like, yeah. I think he's a better football player than Isaiah Likely, who is very no, dynamic I think so in too. his own right. But Likely's but, been really good this past stretch in his, in his absence, too. So it's kind yeah, of... Yeah, he's not... He doesn't command the the presence that a Mark Andrews does. Like, Mark Andrews, if the game script is right, he's their Kelsey. He's getting 12 targets. He's the focal point of an offense. And the Ravens have something the Chiefs don't have, which is, like, complimentary pass catchers. Chiefs have Rasheed Rice, and then you don't really feel super great about everybody behind him. The Ravens, I think, have multiple guys who are on that level, whether it's Zay Flowers. I think Odell Beckham is reliable for his role, right? He's not going to be a 10-target getter in in this stage of his career, but he is reliable when they're going to call upon him and he can make certain plays. Bateman can mix in. like they, they just feel like they've got better depth behind. So maybe that would be a reason they don't desperately need Andrews back. But anytime you've got a Mark Andrews, I mean, he's a top five NFL tight end. I want him out there on the field if he's able to. Be. No, it's hard to to keep him out. So it, it's something that you got away as uh, a member of the the Ravens staff, or or if you're Jim Har- or John Harbaugh, I just said Jim Harbaugh. If you're John Harbaugh this weekend, a, a huge decision to make of to whether or not to to go with him and and go ahead and roll the dice, see what he can give you out there after coming off a a pretty serious ankle injury. And uh, we'll we'll see how he looks. But are you concerned by the injury report from the Chiefs today? Give us your thoughts. Eight seven five KTGR again. Several guys that didn't practice. There's there's varying outlooks for a lot of these guys. Joe Tooney probably not going to play. Isaiah Pacheco probably will. What do you think about Sky Moore? Do you think they need him this week? He didn't practice today either. I don't think they need him. Um, and they you know they might not need him in the Super Bowl. I wonder if just the time off that he spent with the injury would allow him to focus in and, and elevate his game at all. Just like feeling maybe his role slipping away. Could that be a motivator for a young player? I don't know. I imagine he already kind of felt those pressures, but like seeing, and, and it was interesting too, to hear Travis Kelsey kind of back McCall Hardman. Uh, I think he said it on his podcast, Andy, but basically saying that it was a missed block by Kelsey that really caused that Hardman fumble to happen. Whether that whether we buy that or not isn't important. It just shows like the 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 locker room and, and guys are going out of their way to tell McCole Hardman like we've got your back. But I think publicly we know, man, it'd be nice to have somebody reliable in that role that can that you just trust to make the right decisions. Um, I don't know if Sky Moore is that guy. I don't know if Kadarius Tony is that guy. So you can kind well, of use the three of them interchangeably. I don't know how much of a difference it really makes. It's yeah. any of them are capable of having a, a tough moment like Hardman did. Let's wait till the Super Bowl, then they'll be that guy. That's how it works. Isn't that crazy? Right? Yeah. yeah. That was a <laughs> magical night. Right. That was a magical <laughs> night a year ago. I will say that. Both Tony we and Sky Moore. Sky, we it. had us pegging Sky Moore for 50 catches and oh my 600 gosh. He yards. He ruined me. He ruined me for fantasy football with that performance in the Super Bowl. He really did. I went after Making him, a too, play. I'll admit, right? I went after him in late rounds. Where's Sky Rasheed Moore? Rasheed Rice was the answer to that question, Not leaving this draft without Sky Moore. And Rice was even cheaper. He was oh, the yeah. answer to the oh, question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dadgummit. We'll try again next year. We'll try again next year. <laughs> Fantasy How football. How many leagues did you win this year, by the way? I can't believe Not I'm enough. asking this question. No, 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 no. Not no. Enough. It was, we don't want to talk about it. It was oh. It was bad. It was painful. painful final week. I was in, like, seven championships. Um, it was. It was really, really tough. I, I do need to pare the leagues down next year, not being quite as many of them. Um, but to not, to, I, I had some heartbreakers where mm. some of them were my fault, where you make a lineup change at the last minute that that 
burns it for you. Some of them, they, my team just didn't, you know, I just fell short with the team I had. But it doesn't doesn't feel any better to lose as many as I did. You make it to the finals, that's great, but it it ended on a sour note. So we we will regroup, but we're kind of we're in we're in the Cancun mindset right now for fantasy. <laughs> we're in Cancun. We're just taking it. They're taking some time off of fantasy football. Um, You're on the Cliff Kingsbury baseball. track. They're on the horizon. Just, just yeah, go, we're in Thailand. Yeah, we're just chilling. Thailand and just be off the grid for a little bit. Oh man, we're on to twenty twenty four. That's what it is. 875-KTGR. Call or text us. Tell us what you think about this Chiefs injury report uh, today. Hopefully it gets a little bit better tomorrow as they try to be as healthy as possible when they take on the Ravens in the AFC Championship game this Sunday. We've got a live local sports center coming up, then some more of your calls and texts next after this on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Well, 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 what do you know? Big Show's on at uh, 548 KTGR and KTGR.com. We just so happened to be talking about just the mere possibility, but pretty likely possibility, that Jim Harbaugh could be coaching in the AFC West and what impact that could make on the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, guess what, Brendan? Appears to be happening. Seeing the reports from Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, several others. Jim yeah, Harbaugh is leaving Michigan and going to be the head coach of the Chargers. Now, what did Schefter report? I saw the Rappaport tweet, and it's still the phrasing is giving him the out. The Chargers are moving to hire Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, we know. They've been doing that for days. Adam are Schefter, they going to hire him? Adam Schefter, Schefter commit? said uh, Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan to accept the head coaching job with the Los Angeles Chargers. Sources tell okay. ESPN. I respect that more than I respect Rappaport's tweet because he said they're moving to hire him. Yeah, we know. They've been trying to hire him for three days. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you going to tell us something new? The phrasing is, I'm, I'm nitpicking, Andy, but rap sheet. come on, rap Get sheet. Just program. own it. Are you trying to report that he's going or not? Just own it. Shefty outwiggled you again. Come on. In my opinion, Shefty, I give Shefty. Now, listen, if it's wrong, then Rappaport could say, see, it wasn't, but I feel like that's one of those where you have to almost, if you're one of the news-breaking insiders, you almost have to say something, even if you like aren't 100% sure. Because like, everybody else is saying it. He's moving to be, okay, we know. But but Schefter says he's leaving Michigan, definitive. He's going to accept the job with the Chargers, definitive. I, I think it's a great hire, first of all, Andy. Um, and I think it is it is compelling for the AFC West. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it, it is going to shake things up a little bit. Um, not the favorite, though, right, to win it next year? You don't think? No, it's the Chiefs. It's still the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, Don't sleep on the Raiders, though. I like that Antonio Pierce. I like him. I'm not saying that they're oh, on that yeah. level yet. They got to figure out just like a quarterback. <laughs> but what they were able to do without one, right? The latter part of this year with Antonio Pierce, I mean, that should not be ignored, right? Yeah, you have to you have to see it through a full season, right? There's the the newness factor of it of guys latching on to Antonio Pierce in the time that they did. Now you got an offseason to go through. You've got workouts. You've got new players. You've got everything together. And he's got to make sure that the recipe still works for what he did this year and and how they responded. So interesting to see how that goes, but there were promising returns, absolutely. And he went 5-4 and four as the interim coach without a quarterback. Like pretty I, good. That's pretty good. It's not bad. That tells you you've got a team there that has got to figure out the quarterback thing and and – I, I think that would help. 
but I don't think the answer is Garoppolo, and uh, I don't think it's Aiden O'Connell either. See what they're able to come up with. And so, because, again, that is a team that, if it, if it weren't in such a tough division, I would say is a quarterback I, away from being like a, a, a playoff caliber team. I have no idea if this has been mentioned at all, anywhere. Is Justin Fields the answer? Justin Fields should go, if I'm the Raiders or the Falcons, and who else would you throw in there? The Steelers. If I'm any of those three teams, Justin Fields is my answer. Those three teams should be the reason that the Bears make the decision that they do because any of the three should pay enough to get Fields that it's worth it to the Bears to go, all right, we, we we can have enough assets to build this thing up with the guy we draft. We can't, like, I would be paying, what would you pay for Justin Fields if you're any of those three teams? If you disagree with one of those being relevant, then let me know. But I think they're all in a similar boat. Got a decent roster. Trying to figure out, well, the, the quarterback thing. The coach is, is stable in Pittsburgh. It's going to be Tomlin again. I don't think again. it's any more than a first-round pick. And I don't even I don't, know. No, if, no, no. I don't even know if it's that. But you're talking would about Would you the, give a first-rounder for Justin Fields? I might. No, I'm saying that I wouldn't give much more than that. Like it, it, but I'm you asking talk you about if you would some give of the, that. Yeah, probably. That would be my that would be my threshold. Your ceiling, almost. my ceiling. I don't think he'll even cost that much. There no, could be I'm some. Saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know if I would have to give that up. And there would be there'd be other stuff underneath that deal, like pick swaps, things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. A, maybe a throw a player in or something like that. But I I don't know if I would go past spending a first-round pick that I know might still be a low one. Because... Well, for the Falcons, I mean, all those teams won like eight games, right? The Falcons, the Steelers, the Raiders are all right around the same yeah. Yeah, pretty part much. of the draft. So, like, if you're uh, – okay, so, so yes, the Raiders giving you a first-round pick for Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the Bears aren't giving a first-round away aren't giving to theirs. get rid of right, Fields. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it all situated. Um, does the Raiders pick go anywhere past 18? They make the playoffs if they make this move. No, I don't think so. So, yeah, it's probably around a uh, you know, mid-first-round well, pick or something like that. No, I mean, you could trade this year's pick. We already know what, what the oh, standings this year's are from, pick. from this year. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting or, or is because all those years. teams. I mean, you, could, you could think about future years, though. Or you could. Like that. But what I like about it is because all those teams are in the same boat, the Bears could almost, and again, this is just speculative. We don't know that they're moving on from fields. We don't know that these teams in particular are interested in him. But if they all were, I think they all should be. I think he's a good player. If they all were interested, it would be interesting because the Bears could say, which one of you is going to give me that first round pick? Yeah. And kind of play them against one another because it's like the pick, they could get the same player in the draft with any of them because I think they all won the same number of games or like give or take. Kind of interesting. I do think it's uh, it would be in the best interest of the Bears to to have that bidding war to, to see what it looks like and I think ultimately make the move. Keep that one. Draft Caleb Williams. Man. Use whatever assets you get from that and... Try to make a run at it in a few years. Because they have another top 10 pick, but it's not going to be Marvin Harrison. It's nope. probably, I, you know, you, you need a receiver to go along with DJ Moore. I know Sam is pumped that we're talking Bears again. I'm not 100% sure that I would do it, that I would trade Justin Fields. But if I knew I was getting a first-round pick, and again, that might not be realistic. A lot of the times when we see quarterbacks moved on from, 
it's kind of a buyer's market where the team that's is moving on is not getting max value for that player. I don't know. It's interesting. Like, cause if you're the bears, you really could, you could say, forget it. I'm getting Marvin Harrison jr. Because they think he's the best. Mm-hmm. And now I've got Justin Fields with two elite receivers to throw to, and I'll address the defense with my other top 10 pick. That's a way that they could go. Very interesting. But we'll see. 875-KTGR, that that conversation dovetailed from the breaking news that Jim Harbaugh is the head coach of the L.A. Chargers, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, saying that he's going to leave Michigan to take the job with the Chargers. Instant knee-jerk reaction. The record for the Chargers next year, Brendan. Go. 10-7. and seven. Whoa. I think, there's, I think they're the second-place team in the division, and they could beat the Chiefs once to make the Chiefs be like 12 and 5, Dang. 11 and 6. It's like a five game improvement. I th- remember when he went to San Francisco, they went from 6 and 10 to like yeah. 13 and 3. Sure, sure. I'm going to go think, 8 and 9. I think he's going to be the answer. I'm going to go 8 and Ooh! 9. Do I sense some doubt? You think it's too big of a turnaround too quick? The roster still has some question marks. Like, And there's an offseason to, to be played out all the way through. Where does Austin Eckler go? But what does that offensive well, line look like? Here's something you're forgetting, Andy. They're going to play a last place schedule because they they finished in last. That's true. Does that change your answer? Yeah, maybe, I think they're a winning I mean, team. Uh, a little bit. They could Chargers it and go nine and eight, though. They could totally do that and miss the playoffs by going nine and eight. But I think they. I, I thought think about 10 nine seven, and eight, I but think I was going to dig them a little bit more. Ten and seven, they get in the playoffs. All right. Who's ready for an AFC West with Jim Harbaugh? Man, kind of fired up a little bit to see what that looks like. Two games. Between Jim Harbaugh and Andy Reid, I'm ready. I'm on. So that's the big news uh, as we close out here on the big show. Thanks to Brian Smith of Mizzou Wrestling for joining us earlier. You can find that conversation at ktgr.com. Tiger Talk is next with Mizzou women's basketball coach Robin Pinchton at the top of the hour. And then at 7, Mizzou men's coach Dennis Gates will appear on Tiger Talk. So stay tuned for all of that and join us tomorrow at 4 o'clock. He's Brandon. I'm Andy. We're done for now.